We are high up. Come, my friends, behold the thunder of X2. Closing your eyes won't make it go away. You are not in your happy place. Okay, so that was really extra, but it was good. If you know, you know. Yeah. It's anyway. extra because it's X2. It's extra times two. Today's episode is about X2. We are listening to the Coast Kings A3Z Minnesotes. Mm-hmm. We are again nearing the end of the season. I think mm-hmm. we have two episodes left after this. Also, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever, wherever you are. Wherever you be. My name is Sean. And I'm Alex. And next week it'll be Sven. <laughs> and the week after it'll be... Oh no, next week no, it's Ian. Ian. And, and the week after Sven. it's Sven. And then the alphabet is all done. But our main episodes are not done. This is right. probably the longest season yet. We've got... Uh, Movie Park, Hyde Park, Haunted Park, um, Juris Summerlands, Tron vs. Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. um, potentially a special episode. We have Wallaby Holland, Disneyland Paris, Europa Park, Tiff yeah. There's so, so much. much coming still. We're not done yet. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about X2, our little hometown fave. We the love hometown hero. The hometown X2. hero. Where you, you park your car, your apartment, and all you see is the beautiful rolling hills mm-hmm. of Valencia and some steel that's X2. Right in front of you. Um, X2's stats? Should we just start first? Yeah, okay, All right. we're stats. For those that don't know, the coaster is... It's 3,610 feet long. Which is 1,100.3 meters long. It's 175 feet tall or... 53.3 meters tall. <laughs> the first drop is 215 feet or... 65.5 meters in real language. <laughs> and the top speed uh, in dumb American language is 76 miles per hour. Which sounds way cooler in kilometers because it's 122.3 kilometers an hour. I so fast. Agree it does. So great. Um, and the angle of the drop is 88.5 degrees, which, which is the same in English as it is in... Well, in this, not <laughs> same English, in metric as, as it is in, in imperial. Imperials. There we go. See, yeah, imperial sounds evil. Like the imperial, the imperial the empire. Yeah. Like some star destroyer that'll blow you it's up. Not good. Any yeah, who's. So, <laughs> um, what what is there to say about X two, except that like we we, we worship this ride. We do worship this ride. Will we say it's not the best of the forty coasters? Yes. Admittedly, now there's a whole episode. There's a whole article on that. It's mm. called X two versus Ichi Niger versus Dinaconda. X2 is the third in command when it comes to quality, but of course it is the pioneer. But it it was, is yeah. the first. It is the OG. X2 walked so that like all of these goofy little free spin coasters could run. This is one of those typical moments where you're like, it was reverse engineering. They started with something so crazy, like Ellen Shoki said, yeah. the zipper on a coaster. Yeah. That they engineered that first, and then we got stuff like the wing coaster. And the free spin years later, yeah, despite that the like, natural yeah. order wouldn't have been otherwise yeah. in the other the direction. Simplified versions of rides that were inspired by this coaster have taken over the market. Like ultimately, the original 4D coaster, as it as it is with the three installations, that's. I don't know if we'll ever see more, or, or maybe it'll be a long time. Who knows? Oh my god! I, I mean, the, so the, the Bacoma Tilt Coaster came back after 20 years. You know, sometimes it just takes a while for people to catch up. It's like that that line from The Wedding Singer where he's like, uh, "You might not be into this. You might not be ready for that, but your kids are gonna love it." Like, have you seen that meme? Because it's a good internet meme, and it's very useful for things like rides that are ahead of their time. And X2 is a great example. Not only was X2 expensive, complicated, and genius, and way ahead of its time, and but difficult. it's also very—it's ter- also extremely terrifying. And it, there's a very, 
It's it's a niche ride. Are there other parks in the United States that would benefit from a ride like X2? Probably. Are there many parks that would actually go through with it? I don't think so. Well, it's a lot to ask it's niche. of a park. Like, it's we always say that. Niche. It's super niche. Like, it's one of those things where, like, um, if your grandma's in good health, you can put her on Gatekeeper. If your grandma's in good health, you can still not put her on X2. Yeah, if she's in good like, health, she won't be when she health. comes back on stage. Oh my god, is that going to be Now, on Dynacon, no, you wouldn't be in good health in any of them. Because even, the, even when they're smoother... I mean, Dynaconda launches you to fucking Mars. Like, like it's crazy. X2, you have to ride that ride a lot to reach a point where, like, when we ride it, I mean, I still, the first drop still gets me every time. I still, I can't ride the ride silently. Like, a primal scream still rises up from the depth. Okay, so let's say somebody does know X2, which is rare, but let's go through the layout real quick then. So you go, you leave the station. In reverse. Backwards. Yep. Um, you go down a slanted turn up to the lift hill, and then you are facing the beautiful Senecrita Valley and all of Sacred Magic Mountain right in front of you. It's a good minute. That was so clever. It was such a really a strategic choice. And you can't see hill. what's next, and when the top yeah. of the lift hill approaches, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> now, you got to the top of the lift hill, and there's a pre drop because, of course, yeah. the, mechanism, the trains are so heavy, they need yeah. a pre drop. So you pre drop, and as you pre drop, you tilt, you kind of you're kind of far back on your, well, you yeah. start off kind of far back on your back, oh, yeah. you, can you can see the ground tilt, below you, yeah. and then you start to roll forward, and then you see the whole drop straight below you, I call it the skydive drop, because yeah. you're quite literally skydiving You are going like face down, and whole then body, laying down, right face down. as the drop starts to pull out, you do a front continue flip. your front flip, so that and you're on your back. back when the g-forces come, and there's a raven turn, in which a raven turn is practically yeah. like a giant half loop, and but instead of, of it finishing up the track of right again, it actually continues the track mm-hmm. in the position it's in. So yeah. at this point, your track is inverted, yeah. and you are now facing forward. And the, the seats right. ro- kind of rotate around you. They keep you when you're entering the raven turn and exiting the raven turn. You're right side up, but for the whole thing, um, which kind of allows you to really it feels like it kind of feels like you're taking off in a shuttle like a space shuttle or something and yeah, you're, especially in the front and you almost, get to just like, like my nose almost start bleeding appreciate <laughs> like you can really just view the ride like the vast expanse of the ride and then yeah so now we're now we're hanging now, now you're diving down, down and you again are kind of swooping onto your back mm-hmm. then there's a giant airtime hill which in which you do a complete backflip mm-hmm. Then you get to a wave turn, yeah. which is a part of the ride we can actually kind of breathe. Like it's kind of moment. important. Yeah. Um, you do that fan turn, you breathe a little bit. Then there's a pretty aggressive swing down again, yeah. in which you're still on your back, facing up, but you're still inverted. It has a little mild directional change. Like you, it's a it's a big right U-turn, but then there's a tiny little left turn, like correctional directional. It's it's not necessarily a correctional on direction. It's more of a correction uh, on banking. like the banking. Yeah. Yep. And uh, which, because it's a Winko, is very much exemplified. Like you really yeah. notice it. Yeah. Um, and then you enter what they call it fly to lie. So the track will now, in via a sort of half zero G roll, the same yeah. motion as your G roll, but it's only doing half of the half twist. And the vehicles rotate 180 degrees, so you're right side up again. But now you're on top of the track again, and you're backward again. You yeah, now you're backward just again. like when you dispatch the station. And, and there are flamethrowers in your <laughs> because face. Because why not? If they're working. Yeah. Um, and if the audio windy. is working, it's, it's even cooler too. Windy. Yeah. And then you have what they uh, an outside, outside raven turn. turn. That's now like this is probably the most loop. intense part of the ride because the train 
This Raven turn, you enter it in one direction and you exit it in about a 45 degree direction facing towards the station. Yeah. Hard to explain. It's almost but there's like... a lot of movements the whole train makes while also turning you from laying down to now suspending under a trek again, facing forward. Yeah. You know. It it does yeah, so the the seats it, it's basically the first Raven turn in reverse, where it's like in a dive loop sort of form. But it almost has like kind of a sidewinderness to it because it has that that diagonal directional change to where you go from like you come into the the inversion straight on but then you exit it going way to the left now this is something that's so intense it's such a headbanger low key like yeah. not gonna lie that this is something that they address first on the, on the next models yeah what they did on the next models is they put the station at dead center of the plot and they use the turnaround moment, which is different on every of the yeah, three installations. The big U-turn is to different. position you yeah. in a way where you do not have to cross over yeah. the entire ride plot to get back to the station. Yeah. So you don't have to have that weird angle in that Raven turn. But I, mean, I really do think it's it, the most it's intense. It's a great moment. It is really intense. In and the it, front, it's fine because you go through it so quick. Yeah. But in the back, it's really when yeah, you get like all the beating. It definitely shuffles you. Just And also because you're on the outside. And it's so squat. It's such a small inversion. The element is very tiny. It's literally the later it's ones like are less than half the size of the first Raven turn, and you feel like you just went through that. Oh, I would say it's a third. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so tiny. And especially as X2, it runs through much faster because the trains are much lighter yeah. and they track better, yeah. which we'll get into the X X2 conversion in a little bit. But um, after we're already Raven nine turn, in. we don't want to take It's going to still time. be a Minnesota. I'll, I'll uh, make, we'll make it work. All right, all right. Um, after that Raven turn, you have a... One little quick fly to... It, well, because you're flying again for that so moment. So fly to lie, and then you, you exit the outside Raven turn, and you're in flying position again for a brief moment. But then you have to go right side up again. So you do one more flip, and that's like. And then the train is face backwards. It's actually kind of a fun element. That element, I feel like, on all three wing coasters, is like where your soul leaves your body. Especially the very last moment. Yeah, because, especially on Ijinaika, because it. it Ijinaika does no, it. Ijinaika is a breaker where it really kills you. But. Dinaconda is the break run that will make, make you feel like you're about to die. Because, because on Ishinaika, the break run is used as a special element where you flip forward. Yeah. It is on the brakes. It felt like I thought I was like gonna, I thought the my face was going to scrape the catwalk like yeah, a cheese crazy. Like, like some uh, Parmesan. And then Dinaconda enters the break run innocently enough, except that the catwalks for the break run are way longer. Like they took a whole set of breaks. And their break off is of very elevated, so it's almost like an I three or five kind of slow break. But yeah. Then imagine but you magnets fly over the bottom half. Of it. Yeah. You fly through it and you think like, where are the breaks? Where are the breaks? It's like an old Star Tours moment. Yeah. Then, <laughs> anyway, if you know, you know. So let's jump back to X real quick. Obviously, X is very troubled. Um, Carlos scheme was cool. Pink, yellow. Everyone's seen it before. The pink lemonade. Um, the big problem was the trains were so incredibly heavy that they had to actually replace every single wheel and every single train every single day. <laughs> Super expensive, not doable. I actually did not know that. Ride closed um, shortly after previews and then, you know, kind of like a Superman Escape situation opened then again a year later in 2020, sorry, 2002, um, to actually open to the public. Now, obviously, that didn't last. Um, in order to recoup their investments, they relaunched the ride as X2 with audio, fire, fog effects and light effects. What's still left of it is an occasional fire flame and an occasional audio working. But I mean, to be honest, it's been X2 for a lot longer than it was ever X. Yeah. Um, and the Ijinaika actually opened before the X2 transformation. Right. So Ijinaika received the old trains. Yeah. Now, obviously in Ijinaika, despite being manufactured and designed a lot better than X, 
Um, that also didn't last. So Ijanagi eventually also went to the new train. So all three installations run the new trains. Yeah. Um, but the relaunch of X2 was very much needed to keep maintenance of the ride in check. And in order to do so, they had to. They couldn't just add new trains. They went through the X2 process because they had to recuperate those costs. Yeah. So remarketing it as a it whole new attraction. This major trend across Six Flags of like relaunching existing rides. Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast, for example. Superman Escape from Krypton. Superman Escape from Krypton. Bizarro Bizarro. All of these, like, exactly. Yeah, all of the... this That big trend of, like, re just, like, repainting, retheming existing rides and marketing it as a new ride started with X2. And it was clever. I mean, X2 is... Um Rumor to, I don't have exact numbers here, to single-handedly have paid for the Terminator licensing and the Terminator build, uh, construction, mm-hmm. um, which is why that was such a shortly followed-up attraction. Yeah, because it was the year later. It was literally the year after they yeah, went ahead and they added um, Terminator. So X2 was a slam slam hit, um, and I'm talking the post-X era. X was cool. It made world news. Yeah. It is one of those rides that's so troubled. It almost X2. gives me, you know, it's one of those things that some people associate it with. X2 is so much more functional, and that's when it starts entering, like, local legend hero status. Especially because of the time of, the like, 2008, getting X2 online and, like, turning that ride into a reliable coaster, um, especially on the heels of the very successful Tatsu in 2006... Tatsu actually saved the park. And then opening um, Terminator Salvation in 2009... They didn't know it at the time, but that park was set for the recession. For people to be on staycations for the next two summers, Magic Mountain had never been more ready for that. And I feel like the choices that they made right before the recession were exactly what uh, allowed them to truck through. So I mean, this could be its own episode. Yeah. Six Flags was Six Flags Magic Mountain particularly was in such a deep hole. <laughs> Um, the housing development that's behind the park was about to be where the park is right now. Yeah. Um, if, if nobody <laughs> wanted to purchase it, the, the fact that there was no developer who wanted to deal with the cost of redeveloping the land is the only reason that it didn't get sold to a housing developer to just be flattened with the ground and to not be a theme park. I feel anymore. like nobody knows how close Magic Mountain was. Magic Mountain was, <laughs> for lack of better words, gang issues. There were crime issues. They con- they worked with the sheriff department. They got them in. There's a sheriff's office in the park. Now when you go there, you wouldn't think it was ever an issue. But there was a really dark time right before Tatsu when this park was one of the... I mean, it was so close to its extinction. I mean, we had rides sitting abandoned. We had cyclones sitting abandoned. We had um, flashbacks sitting abandoned. It was just... It was not a good place to be. And they have cleaned up that park so much. I want to give a shout out while we're at it. They went through every single area, every single ride, and said this is what needs to get this. This is what needs to happen. This is what we're going to upgrade. Every area gets a retheme. There's one area left. Summer Summer that hasn't been touched in the last decade. Everything else has been touched in some shape um, or form. I mean, they're they're investing in older older rides. Viper, even if it doesn't look like it, they installed a multi-million dollar new control system and brake system for it in 20, I believe it was 18 or 19. Um, they have been really trending upward and uh, we love to see it. And with that, we're already nearing 15 minutes. Exactly, <laughs> boom, 15 minutes right now. We're going to hang up. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for X2. Bye. Bye.